the Raptors are officially back, and we never doubted them for a second. Welcome back to the Raptors NBA podcast. Alex Drobin here with me, Andy Redding. Alex, I was at the game last night. You were working, so you watched it at home. Huge W over the Bucks. Nobody saw it coming. A blowout win. What is your first takeaway from the game? All right, so just to let people know, we're going to do three takeaways each, and then we're going to talk about something that happened around the league. My takeaway is that Darko lit a fire under the boys' asses, and they were playing hard. You know, I think what we were seeing was significantly harder defense from the Raptors. You know, multiple times they were hedging on screen super hard. They get, like... The whole Dame defense was amazing. He was getting double teamed and then aggressively hedged on. Like, it just seemed like everybody was playing way, way harder. Um, Giannis was getting defended really well from both OG and Scotty Barnes, two of the strongest defenders in the league. We were just playing way harder. I think overall the team the team was a, a bit upset that we lost to Portland in the fashion that we did. And we came out swinging. Or, you know, I was thinking, were we playing super hard? Or were the Bucks just not cohesive enough yet? What are your thoughts? Got to be a mix of both. If you're blown out, one of the better teams in the league, it's got to be a mix of both. The Raptors are great. Got the Bucks on an off night. Yes. One of my takeaways, similar to yours, it's defense. Specifically, OG and his defense. Now, I went to the game last night with my girl, who does not know basketball at all. Doesn't really know it. So I was hyping her up before the game. I'm like, this Giannis guy, this Dame guy, they're going to blow your mind. They're some of the best players in the world. <laughs> You're going to be blown away from by them. But what does OG do? He shuts these guys down. He makes them look like pedestrian guys. They did not look like the best players in the world last night. It was amazing. Giannis, three points in the first half. How? It was one of the most impressive defensive performances in recent history by the Raptors. So... Just to add to that, it seemed like Dennis Schroeder was playing really, really hard defense on Dame. And like I said, you know, they were hedging on every screen. They were pr- playing really hard, jumping on, you know, literally I saw Schroeder play harder defense than I think I've ever seen him play. By the way, he had a great game, 24 points, 11 assists, nine from 13 from the field, had one steal and only two turnovers. He had a really, really great game, but I think his play against Dame was way better. To flip it onto the other side, Andy, for one second, I think this Bucks team, this isn't one of my takes, but this is a side note. I think this Bucks team is going to have a really tough time on the defensive end, especially guarding bigger guards. Dame was getting killed. Anytime he got a one-on-one, he, he was on a defender one-on-one, he was getting killed. He was getting blown by. Dennis was putting him to work. like He was very bad on defense. And I think that's such a huge drop-off from Drew Holiday that it's going to be really difficult for them to come back from that. What are your thoughts there? But do you think they regret the trade? Dame's had one good game. He's had a few stinkers. We've had a bit of a history of being dramatic on this podcast. No, so I'm, no. I'm not going to say that you know it's a bad, it was a bad trade. I think from an offensive perspective, the Bucks are way better, not in this game, but in general. And, but I, but Drew is like such a good defender that they've, it's such a big drop off for the Bucks. I don't know. I think that they were getting killed 
on defense by us. So it's, it's our defense with a mix of some great offense. And by the way, the offensive side was a little bit better for us as well. It seemed like we were actually running some plays this game. It was nice. A lot of open shots, finally. Thank God. What is – so that was – what's your second takeaway? My second takeaway. Scotty Barnes, specifically. I know we've said this before, but I see it again, and I see it closer up. They showed this close-up of Scotty on the bench last night. And his biceps are so goddamn big. He is the strongest-looking man on the Raptors, one of the strongest in the league. He, And it shows in his play. He just goes into the lane. You can't stop him. He's a certified beast. And I know you were harping on this at the end of the summer, that he's one of the strongest guys in the league. He truly is. Um, Speaking of Scotty, he had one play. There's about nine minutes left in the fourth, speaking of strength, where Giannis was playing defense on him, and he got caught one-on-one. And I'm going to clip this into this video, but Scotty absolutely bodied Giannis one-on-one and then hit an easy layup. It was ridiculous. It was like Giannis wasn't there. And how many other guys in the league are doing what Scotty just did to Giannis in that clip right there? It was absurd. Like, it's one of those things where, you know, some guys take the summer off and other guys like Scotty put in work. You know, he was definitely in the gym every day. He was lifting every day. He's a monster. He literally seems like one of the strongest guys in the leagues. It's him and OG, and they're both on the same team. He actually went 21 and 12. We talked in an earlier podcast saying that he, if he averaged 20 and potentially 10 with, say, five, six dimes, it could be a possibility of him making the all-star team this year. He might get there. Um, he was one of three players to drop tw- you know, 20 plus on our team. But yeah, man, he was a beast. I agree with you. He he went uh, what did he go? Four for six from three as well. That's and nice. his his three is looking smooth. Like from off the dribble, he had a couple of step back threes. Well, he had one step back three and a bunch that were catch and shoot threes. He looks really smooth from the three-point line. Also, he has that mid-range game going where he likes that little post-up mid-range. He comes down, takes four or five really strong dribbles, and then goes up over whatever defender's guarding him. Scotty is looking great. I agree with you. I saw last night after the game someone saying, and I think this is perfect, Scotty is Giannis with a jump shot. It's a little extreme, but again, he's a better shooter Giannis. Well, here's the thing. He's stronger, better shooting. Once again, once again, we are over exaggerating <laughs> on this podcast. We should call this the we should call this the hard take podcast. Hard take. Because all of our takes are a little bit absurd. Scotty is not Giannis yet, but when we did draft him, that's who I was comparing him to right off the bat. And but there are receipts. There are elements of his game that are better than Giannis. Shooting, obviously, right off the bat. Defensively. Size. Size, like imagine if he puts on another 10 pounds. Let's say that's probably the ceiling of what he should do just based on his body type. And what is he like six? I would say he's a legit six nine. Maybe mm-hmm. like who knows? Maybe he'll grow a little bit. But he's not growing. Come on. Who knows? A lot of a lot of people actually do grow within their first two years in the league. So it's possible. Um, okay. What's your next takeaway? I had So two things. First of all, I had is Jakob Pertle the new Toronto Jonas? Oh, 
So here's the thing. He will average a low double-double this year, and I'll be shocked if he doesn't. It's going to be like 10 to 15 points a game and probably 10 to 13 boards a game. That's what he's going to do. That's what Jonas did every year for us, and there's no way he's not eating up on the glass every time he's in a situation like he was in yesterday where he's pretty much our only true big. And Jakob is nice, man. I think he might be... <laughs> what <laughs> he might be the next Dwight Howard? No, I'm last episode we're like he's too small to take on DeAndre, and now that's we're... absolutely what do you did, were you even here last episode? That's not what I said at all. I said he was the only player getting boards in in the game last time, and we was playing defense on DeAndre Ayton and grabbing boards. Other people were coming in for offensive rebounds. I said he was our only rebounder. That's what I said last last podcast and. He seems like he's incredible. Seems like he has a knack for the ball. He knows where it is. Schroeder hits him. I keep saying Schroeder. I don't know. I keep hearing people say either Schroeder or Schroeder. I was listening last night. The announcer, Herbie Kuhn, was saying Schroeder. But I'm convinced everyone on the TV guys say Schroeder. Well, you've been to Germany like 10 times. What would you? How would you say it? Guten Tag. Schroeder. Herr Schroeder. Herr Schroeder. Herr Air shooter is good. Um, back to Jakob for one second. Seems like he is in really good positions, plays incredible defense. And one little thing that I have to note. Oh, I love the fact that him and Pascal have some chemistry going. They came into this league together. They came onto the Raptors together. I have a picture when you and I were sitting there at one of my old apartments watching the Bob McCowan show and Pascal and Jacob were on at the same time when they were rookies. So it's really nice to see them playing together. Pascal had a little dish to Jacob. Jacob had a little lay in, you know, that interior passing game is on. I love Jacob. I love their chemistry. We still need a big man. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but I love what he's doing on our team. That's my second takeaway. What's yours. I got to watch out for Jacob. My girl thinks he's daddy. <laughs> Is that what she said? She did she say Jakob is daddy? Yes, I gotta watch. She wants his jersey. This guy is taking. Watch out, King Street West. This guy's taking over. Why is every girl that's like twenty one and twenty between twenty one and twenty eight calling everyone daddy? It's kind of weird. Anyways, go ahead. Uh, my next takeaway: the only we overreact when the Raptors win. We think they're winning a chip. When they lose, we say trade everyone. So I'm gonna try to find a bad thing in a win. And my one dark spot for the Raptors, Grady Dick. <laughs> I've got written down, boy. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Is so he shot what did he shoot last night? Like one for eight from three? Yeah. One for eight. Is he struggling with the NBA three point line? He hasn't really gone off in a game yet. He's just missing shots. He's getting lots of open shots, which I will say that's credit to his off ball movement and he's getting open looks. He knows how to move, but. Is this like a longer three-point line giving him struggles? I think it's rookie jitters. Like I said, I think a lot of these guys, when they come into the league, they're not used to the physicality of the league. So when he comes into the paint, he gets bumped constantly. When he's coming off screens, he's getting bumped. These guys are way stronger than anybody who we played in college. So I think he's just getting used to the game. I think his three-pointer will be there. Uh, but it's just, you're right. It was horrible. One for eight from three. But he did, Andy, however, get his first dunk. Yes, he got up. 
He got up. He got up. 902, little drop pass, boom, two-handed slam. That was the only bright spot of Grady Dick's night. There was – I will give him a little Defense. credit. He did try to take a charge on Giannis and just got bowled over. So he showed some some grit there. I'll give him that. He's willing to step in against a huge dude. But the shot is making me nervous. I think he'll get there. He just needs some time. Um, I feel like it's like a lot of three-point shooters that come to the league. They're a little bit slower. And I don't think our offense is conducive to him shooting threes just yet. You know, I think he's figuring all of this out. He's a first-year head coach. He needs to figure all this out. You know, that's what it is. Okay, what's your final take on the Raptors? Big win over the Bucs. Um, my final take is like the co- Darko needs to start figuring out his rotation a little bit better. I just think there were times in this game and just in general throughout the season where it seems like our rotation was like wasn't conducive to the other team's rotation and our offense was still a bit spotty. So it's like he needs to figure out what players excel in different situations and I think that they were playing the zone offense for a lot of the time there were only a couple of times where he ran like you know a high screen for example and it seemed like people weren't where they were supposed to be and the offense was stagnant but they were just hitting shots it seemed like the offense was stagnant but we were just hitting shots as opposed to versus Portland where our offense was stagnant and we were just missing everything you know Milwaukee's defense with the breakdowns from the Dame defense, by the way, it seemed like they were getting to three-pointers a little bit late. So in my opinion, we just played a little bit better in terms of shot-making as opposed to offense. But my takeaway is like our offense isn't quite there yet. And a lot of it was in the semi-sort of transition periods where you know there would be a semi-fast break and we would you know get an easy basket and run the score up a little bit. But our half-court offense absolutely needs work. That's that's a fact. Straight facts. Shout out, shout out Otto Porter Jr. getting in there. The Dude, rotations are weird, but he, he, was, he was solid last night. It was nice to see him in there. What is your third takeaway? I already gave my third takeaway. Let's get on to our Raptors mm-hmm. winner of the night. What was your third takeaway? That wasn't your third. That was your second. Grady Dick, that was your third? Yeah. Okay. What are our six takeaways? Just run through them quickly. Don't worry. People are probably not listening to this part of the podcast. Mine were Grady Dick, bad shooting. Scotty Barnes, the strongest man in the GTA. And then the Other than OG. Well, yeah. And then third take, OG defense. Gotcha. Okay. All right. We're good. Uh, What is my first non-Raptors related take. Man, I just love LeBron. I love LeBron. I'll always love LeBron. I'll always think (laughs) he's been better than Michael Jordan. He is the greatest basketball player of all time. Hands down, way better than Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan couldn't even dribble with his left hand. Okay? Period. LeBron James's line last night. Won the (laughs) game. 130-125 against the LA Clippers amazing game. I watched the whole thing. I stayed up to like 1.30 because it went into overtime. LeBron James's line, 35 points, 12 rebounds, uh, 7 assists. He went 13 for 19 
four for eight from the three. He had an alley-oop slam from Austin Reeves. Like he was back in 2012. I love watching this guy play. And on a bigger scale, I love watching both of these teams play with their older guys. It was fun. Paul George absolutely went off. Kawhi went off. But ultimately, LeBron James got the win. Westbrook I was loved nice. that game. Uh, okay. That's a nice that's a nice take. That's cute, but too convenient. Now I too was watching this game. Mm-hmm. And the old dudes were nice. Now let's let's stick on the old dude sentiment here. It's game five of the season. And the Lakers are playing LeBron James and Anthony Davis. AD was 48 minutes last night. LeBron, 42 minutes. The Lakers have an eight-man rotation. This is not sustainable. They got no guys off the bench. One of these two gets a little injury. Season's over. They're, they have no depth. They have zero depth and no draft picks to bring in a new dude. This They're going hard out of the gates. I a think this too could hard. be yeah. the highlight saying. of the season. I understand what you're saying, but I think the only reason for this amount of playing time for both of those guys was because it was the Battle of L.A. They wanted, they needed to win against the Clippers. They both play in the same, or no, not yet. Wait, they just moved arenas, but they both play in L.A. It's like, in my opinion, LeBron had to take that W, you know, against the other L.A. team. And that's the reason why they both played so much. It's true. LeBron played 42 minutes. AD played 48 minutes. AD 27 and 10, but he was not playing very well the first half. So it's it was all on, on LeBron's shoulders. You're right. This is not they sustainable. Also, they have no depth. They have no one that can come in and win those games. Jackson Hayes is not good. Max Christie is not a dude. Then they have guys on the bench that I've never heard of. Castleton, Hodge, Fudge. I'm not <laughs> making up names. These are the guys on their bench. I know. Castleton, Hodge, Fudge, M. Lewis. Terry and Prince is the only one who we know from that list. But, yeah, they only played eight guys yesterday. Eight guys. Clippers played nine. Getting to the Clippers a little bit. Kawhi. Kawhi was just doing Kawhi. 38 points. Was just hitting shots on everyone's heads. Five assists. Six boards. Just two turnovers. He was really good. And then Paul George. Paul George is the smoothest man in the league. So smooth. Call him peanut butter <laughs> just call him peanut butter from now on. no he is so smooth hitting a bunch of shots from the three literally pulling up on people's heads doing his little mid-range stuff going to the rim paul george just paul george still has it this team with james harden i think they can go a long way i think if james that. harden was playing in that game they would have beat the lakers last night you're probably right they got a lot of depth Compared to yeah. the Lakers, it's night and day. They go deep. They go 10 guys deep. Andy, you know what, man? We're so fortunate to be able to watch this guy play. He is the greatest player of all time. I don't care what anybody says. LeBron James is the greatest player of all time. I don't care what anybody says. Clip that. Record that. Run it back. And it's an absolute treat and a pleasure to watch him every night, especially against other absolute first ballot Hall of Famers like Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Westbrook, you know, it's just a treat, man. It's just a treat. And the fact that he's catching lobs like that, I I hope he plays at least 45. 
That'd be nice. That'd be great. Okay, wonderful game. Let's wrap this all up with a winner of the night. So we're doing Raptors winner of the night. Raptors winner of the night. A the, new Raptors, the Raptors winner of the night for me, Coach Darko. You were just saying his rotations were bad. What are we talking I know, about? but I think he's still the winner of the night because he brought his team back. His team was in the, like, you know, the Raptors were in the gutter after that Portland loss. That was the worst loss I think I've seen in a couple of years. It was horrible. And I think it was on him to bring them back. And he must have done that. You know, the rotations weren't that good, but he had them playing with energy. He had them playing with pace. And I think that's why he's my winner. Okay. Okay. You're a little all over the place, but I like the sentiment. I know. I've been all over the place today, but. Okay, my my Raptors winner of the night. We haven't talked enough about him. Showtime Schroeder. The man makes some of the nicest assists I've seen in Raptors history. He is, I think we're overlooking. In Raptors his, history? In Raptors recent history. Some of the nicest looking assists. We just, just don't stop with these takes, people. You want hot takes? You come to the <laughs> Raptors NBA podcast. The man doesn't, he's not a shooter. He doesn't need to score. He's no, Fred Van Vliet was a better scorer. I'll give him that. But Schroeder, the man can pass. He had me out of my seat a few times with his no look behind the back passes. He's got 46 assists to eight turnovers to start this year in only five games. That's a crazy ratio. He is fourth in the league in assists. Props to Showtime Schroeder. I love how you call him Showtime Schroeder. Yeah, 24, 11. Four boards, three. We want Just four like, for four for four from the line. Perfect from the line last night. He shot you just nine had of thirteen. The Raptors need that swagger. I'm telling you, I think the biggest difference for his game was how hard he was playing defense. I don't know defense. In my experience, you know, personally playing and just seeing all these guys for so, as long as we've been watching, it seems like defense translates to offense. If you have Good defensive possessions. You feel good about yourself. You're playing harder, and then you hit shots. He had a couple of open threes, but it was all coming because, honestly, he played so aggressively on the defensive end. I like that take. Dennis Schroeder, big winner. Big winner. Our listeners, big winners. Thank you for listening. Thank you. And for- just remember, make sure to unsubscribe from every other Raptors podcast that's out there and every other podcast, period. Make this your only podcast. We will be getting better. And for those of you who have started with us started this journey with us we're going to be doing a bit of a giveaway soon in the next three episodes so thank you for bearing with us what what else andy thank you for <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks again thanks again tell them to like tell them to subscribe and stuff like let them know oh they know to subscribe they know hit the subscribe button we'll be back raptors playing the 76ers tonight back to back we'll be back in the next couple days to break it down and to overreact to Wait, all Andy, your news. What platforms are we on? We are on Instagram, TikTok, boom, YouTube. Let them know. Spotify. Say it again. <laughs> Instagram, <laughs> TikTok, YouTube, Spotify. <laughs> Got to let the dogs eat. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening and watching. Have a great day. Bye.